Welcome to the New Song Church Sermon Podcast. Here at New Song, we want to help people get to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about us or want to learn more, you can check us out online at www.new-song-church.com. We'd love for you to stay connected with us throughout the week through our church app. It's free and available wherever you download apps. Just search keyword New Song. And now, check out our message of the week. If you're ready to study the Word of God, say, let's do it. All right, get those sermon notes out. I'm going to just do a little bitty refresh uh, concerning the series that we're in right now. This is week number three of a series that we've called The Kingdom, and it's all about the kingdom of God. And so I'm going to just do a very, very short review. I need you to listen quickly today as we get to the heart of the matter and really conclude this series tonight at 6 p.m., uh, letter A, it's at the top of your sermon notes. There's nothing to fill in there. I just, I just wrote down some, some review statements. The kingdom, the kingdom of God is the power and the authority and the rule of God. That's what the kingdom of God is. So when we read that in the New Testament, that Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What, what he's saying is repent for the power and the authority and the rule of God is right here with you. He's saying, I'm here, I'm here. So it's time for you to get serious in your relationship with God. And throughout the entirety of the New Testament, we see that word kingdom, which means power, authority, and rule. We see it 163 times in the New Testament. The word is basileia, and it means, when you read those things, the power, the authority, and the rule of God. So as you're reading this, the scriptures, as we already did today, and we will here in a second, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You could read it, seek first the power, the authority, and the rule of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. How many are with me so far? Kingdom means power, authority, and the rule of God. Letter B, my purpose then in life is to establish and expand the kingdom of God. Remember when God created Adam and Eve in the garden, he said, I want you to dominate. I want you to subdue this earth. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. Like I'm establishing my kingdom on the earth. And Adam and Eve, I expect you to establish it and to expand it, to be fruitful and multiply. But when they sinned against God, that was their declaration of independence from God. And another kingdom came into the world. Now we have the kingdom of light and we have the kingdom of darkness. We have the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. We have the ways of God and we have the ways of this world. There are two kingdoms in the earth today. One is, is the kingdom of God, and that is at home in the people of God, working in the people of God, but we also have the kingdom of the air. There is no third kingdom. You are either involved in one kingdom or the other kingdom. There is no third kingdom. There is no gray area. You are in the kingdom of God or you're not. That's, that's the way it works. And we're, we're urging all of you, if you are not in the kingdom of God, you need to get into the kingdom of God. I'm going to teach you how uh, this morning one more time. Then let her see the kingdom of God must be formed in us, and then it will flow from us. It must be formed in us, and then it will flow from us. So we need the kingdom of God at work in our life. And the Bible says that actually the kingdom of God is at work in our life. But, but I will tell you this, in the church today, and this is, this is where the sermon now starts, review is over, the sermon starts here. Everybody listen closely. Many believers in, in America today want to, long to be in the kingdom of God, but also they have these desires that keeps them into the, in, the, in the kingdom of this world and messing around with the kingdom of this world. So they have, you could say it this way, you have, you have somebody, in fact, many believers, in fact, can I tell you this way, lots of lukewarm believers 
that have a foot in the kingdom of God and they have a foot in the kingdom of the world. And what that means is they, their walk is really funny. And I don't mean funny, ha-ha. I mean they, they're, they're not walking right. In fact, a lot of them fall back into the kingdom of this world because actually the longer they try to keep their foot in both kingdoms, they find out it's not working. They'll either fall into sin, they'll fall back into the sin, but if we're wise, we'll fall into the kingdom of God. In fact, not just fall, we'll pursue the kingdom of God, and I'm going to teach you that in a second. If you're sitting here today and saying, you know what, my walk is kind of funny. My walk is kind of funny with Jesus. Sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't, and sometimes I want the things of God and sometimes I don't. Can I tell you something? You're trying to keep... Uh, you're trying to keep one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the kingdom of this world, and it doesn't work. It's not healthy. It's not good for you. It brings confusion. It, it brings instability. Uh, the Bible talks about a double-minded person. He's unstable in all of his ways. Uh, okay, everybody? And, and the goal of this, the goal of this series is to bring all of us to not only desire, but to pursue the kingdom of God and, and to lay aside the kingdom of this world, to turn our back on the kingdom of this world and really pursue the power and the authority and the rule of God. I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be ruled by Satan. I, I don't want to be ruled by demonic forces. I want to be ruled by God. I want God to be in charge of my life, but I need to pursue him. In fact, number one, write this down. This is where we start. We don't wait for the kingdom of God. We actually pursue the kingdom of God. This is just a lesson that you need to know. If you're waiting for the kingdom of God, you can stop waiting. There is no waiting it's only pursuing now. Now, what had happened, you could say from the end of Malachi to, uh, 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 to the coming of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, there was 400 years that separated the two. And maybe you could go into those 400 years and said, yeah, people at that time were waiting for the kingdom of God. But, but, but we're not in those 400 years, are we? We're not in that time. In fact, Jesus came and he looked around and he said, hey, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Like the kingdom of heaven... The kingdom of God is at hand. What he's saying is the wait's over. You don't, you don't wait for the kingdom of God. In fact, you pursue the kingdom of God. You pursue the kingdom of God. You, let, let me say it this way. You pursue the power and the authority and the rule of God. You pursue it. You have to pursue it. Let me say it another way. God expects you to pursue it, meaning he expects you to pursue him. And when you're pursuing him, you're pursuing his power, his authority, and his rule. And you'll see it at work in your life if you pursue him. Let me show you this in scripture. Luke chapter 16, verse 16 says, The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. But since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God, or the good news of the power and the authority and the rule of God, is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it. Another version of scripture said, uh, I believe it's the American Standard, says something like the, the violent take it by force. And, and if you go to that portion of scripture, and it's also found one other location, if you go to those portions of scripture, there, there are lots of theologians that, that view it just somewhat differently from, from each other. Some of them view it as uh, people who really want to be in the kingdom of God, they have to pursue it, they have to go for it, they have to take it. Others would say, well, actually, the, the kingdom of God is suffering violence, so people are, are attacking it. Let, let, me, let me say it this way, regardless of your view on that portion of Scripture, let me say it this way, the Bible over and over and over again tells us to seek the Lord. In fact, the Bible even says it this way, seek the Lord while he may be found. 
Like he won't always be there to, to, to be found. There, there's going to be a period of time where he withdraws himself. You, you, you don't want to be there when that happens. But it's going to happen. In the last days, there's going to be some things happening, and Satan is going to have full reign, and that's a sermon for another day. But I'll tell you something. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Over and over, we're told to pursue the Lord, to pursue the Lord. Matthew 6, says, But seek first his kingdom, his power and authority and rule and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So how do we start the seeking? Well, Jesus preached it himself over and over and over again. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. What's the first step of seeking the kingdom of God? Can I tell you, it's repentance. It's repentance. It's looking at God saying, God, I've changed my mind about the world. I've changed my mind about what I've always wanted to do and what I've been connected to. I'm turning my back on that, and I'm facing you because I want you more than anything else. I'm repenting of my sins. I'm turning my back on the ways of this world. I I don't want to try to keep one foot in the kingdom of this world. I I want both feet into your kingdom. I want to know you. I want you more than anything. Everybody see that? See, see, uh, repentance is a change of mind. It's a change of mind. Literally, that's what it means, a change of mind. That leads to a change of direction. A lot of people say repentance is a change of direction. That's not actually true. The literal word means a change of mind. I've changed my mind about things that I used to be involved with. Those things keep me from God. I don't want to be away from God. So I'm turning my back on those things, and I'm pursuing my Heavenly Father. Everybody get that? So the first way to seek the kingdom of God is through repentance through repentance, turning your back on sin and facing God and pursuing him, pursuing him. Number two, write this down. So once pursued, this is so interesting here, once pursued, God is pleased to give it to us. Once we pursue the kingdom of God, the power, the authority, and the rule of God, God is pleased to give it to us, to give it to us. Now, before I go any further, let me tell you this. To enjoy the kingdom of God, we we cannot think of it in terms of, well, I earned it. That's wrong thinking. The kingdom of God is a gift to you, and I'm going to prove it to you in Scripture. Luke chapter 12, verse 32 says, Don't be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. He's been pleased to give you the power and the authority and the rule. Of God. He's been pleased to give it to you. Everybody say gift. God, I need, you, I need to make sure you're following along here because the kingdom of God is a gift to you. And you, and you say, well, well, how do I get this gift? Well, you repent. You, you, you pursue God. You seek the Lord. The Bible says, if you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him, you will find him. And when you find him, he has some gifts for you. And those gifts include his kingdom, his power, his authority, his rule. It's a gift from the Lord. You you cannot, let me say it like this, you you cannot earn it, but you can seek it. Does that make sense? You you cannot earn it, but you can seek it. So so if somebody says to you, Hey, in fact, I'm going to play a game with you guys. I hit a million dollars in the church somewhere. All you have to do is find it. How many know you're not going to think it a burden to find that million dollars? 
Like, you're going to seek it. But when you get it, you're going to say to yourself, I didn't deserve this. I was just told it was here. I was just told to look. I didn't earn it. I just, I just looked for it, and I found it. Everybody see what I'm saying? God is saying, hey, listen, if you seek me, I have some things for you, and they're good things. They're things that, that are going to put a smile on your face. And by the way, it's going to put a smile on the face of others because when you're changed by the kingdom of God, people will see it. It'll change your marriage. It'll change your relationships with your family. It'll change your relationship with your boss. It'll change everything in your life when you find the kingdom of God, when, when he gives you the kingdom of God because you have sought after Luke chapter 17, verse 20 through 21, the New King James Version says this. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God or the power and the authority and the rule of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, watch this, the kingdom of God, the power, the authority and the rule of God is actually within you. It's actually within you. So, so for those who seek the Lord, he is pleased to give it to us, and not only to see it on the outside, but we are to experience it on the inside. We, let, let me say it this way. Could it be that we're involved in way too much sin because we are not fully experiencing the power and the authority and the rule of God in our lives? I'm just going to let that sink in just for a second. I'm pausing on purpose because you need to think about that. Do you struggle with sin? Could it be, could it be that you need more of God's kingdom in you, that you need to experience the power and the authority and the rule of God, not just in a moment's time, but every single day of your life? So doesn't that mean that we should pursue his kingdom every single day of our lives? so that he could rule and reign in us. And I'm telling you when, you, when you know God is ruling and reigning in you, one of the ways you'll know that he is ruling and reigning in you is you'll look and you'll say, wow, the person I used to be, I am no more. The things that I used to do, I don't do anymore because God is ruling and reigning in me. You're experiencing his power and his authority and his rule in your life. And by the way, you cannot kick the sin habit by yourself. You need him. You can't do it by yourself. I've learned that. I've tried. I'm going to go I'm going to go a whole month without fill in the blank. Well, 2 days later, oh god, please forgive me. I didn't even Have you ever put timelines on your sin? You know like like I'm going to go I'm going to go a long time. Well, it's been 3 days since I've said a cuss word. I'm going to go a whole week only to fail. Right? See, see, you can't depend on your power. You can't depend on your willpower. I have, to depend, I have to depend on supernatural power. His power, his authority, his rule in my life. I'm telling you, this is life-changing stuff. So we pursue the kingdom of God. We have to pursue our heavenly father. And when we pursue him, he gives us, he's pleased, in fact, to give us his kingdom. He's pleased to do it. Like when you seek him, it's like, oh, I've been waiting to give you this. I've been waiting all day to give you this. See, see, when 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 it's uh, our anniversary, my my wife and I we're about to celebrate uh, uh, twenty years in just a few weeks. Actually, we'll be celebrating twenty years of, of marriage, and um, and and if it's our anniversary, I, I love giving my wife things. I like giving her gifts and things like that. And if I have gifts waiting, I can't wait 
until the time is right to give that to her. I, I can't wait to say, oh, tonight I get to, I get to, get to give her that. I can't wait to give that to her. And, and, and then I love the results of giving gifts to my wife. How many know what I'm talking about? How many men know what I'm talking about? I love the result of giving things to my wife. Nobody's with, guys, you got to learn a few things. I got I to gotta do a marriage seminar or something because it's going to help a brother out. It's going to help you out. And um, was that too much? I'm married. I can say that, right? Okay, so, so I, love, I love giving my wife gifts, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, filled, it's a moment filled with joy. Like, I've been waiting all day to give this to you. Could it be that our perfect heavenly Father, when you pursue him, he's been saying, oh, I've been waiting to give this to you. I've been so excited to give this to you. I just needed you to come. I just needed you to seek me. But now that you're, now that you're seeking me, here you go. Here you go. I can give you these things. I can give you these things. And he loves doing it. He's pleased to do it. Let me tell you about what, what, what else you're going to find. Not only his, his power, his authority, and rule. You're going you're to receive the kingdom of God. You're going to discover the kingdom of God at work within you. But there's even going to be more. Number three, write this down. The kingdom of God comes with a set of keys. It actually comes with a set of keys. Now, some of you are going to immediately say, oh, no, oh, he's going to go borderline into some area that I don't feel comfortable with. Well, I didn't write Matthew chapter 16. Let me just say that right off the bat. The Holy Spirit wrote Matthew chapter 16, and that's what we're going to look at right now. Are, Are you ready for this? Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, For this, let's just stop right there. For this, what's he talking about? For your confession of faith, for the very fact that you just audibly said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. He said, for this was not revealed to you or your ability to confess who I am was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, now is he only talking about Peter? I don't believe so. Because he said, said, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. Your confession of faith wasn't revealed to you by flesh and blood. But I'm going to change your name to Peter. And of course, Peter means rock. And on this rock, or you could say on this confession of faith, Upon your confession of faith that I am who I say I am, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So is he, is he saying there that, hey, because of you, Peter, no matter what you face in your life, the gates of Hades won't overcome you? I don't think that's what he's saying at all. I think he's saying he's talking about the church, the church triumphant. He's talking about all of those who would confess the Lord Jesus Christ, truly say in their heart of hearts, Jesus, you are my Lord. You are the Messiah. You are the Son of the living God, and I firmly believe that, and I hold to it. He says, hey, listen, if that's you, the gates of hell will not overcome that. Like You will be triumphant in the end. 
Doesn't mean you're not going to face some battles, but you're going to win. You're going to win. So he says, I tell you that Peter, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Verse 19, then he's, he's, Jesus is still speaking, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom. What's this? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. How many though there are some keys in the kingdom? There are some keys in the kingdom. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Let me, let me break this down to you. Uh, Jesus is speaking here. He's saying, hey, when you come into the kingdom of God and you're experiencing the power and the authority and the rule of God, there's going to be some keys. There's going to be some keys. Keys unlock things. What do they unlock? Well, if something is behind a locked door, it, it means that, that, is, that behind that locked door is something valuable, and that key will unlock it. Or even this, sometimes behind locked doors, there are secret things, and that key will unlock it. You're like, well, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any mystery. I don't think there's any secret things. Well, you need to study your Bible more. Because even in the Old Testament, God is speaking to a group of people, and he says, hey, listen, I'm going to show you some things that are secret things. I'm going to show you some things that are literally, the translation is hemmed in. I'm going to reveal those things to you that are hemmed in when you seek me, when you pursue me. I'm going to share with you some secret things, things that many people don't know, many people haven't understood. And yeah, I would share those secret things with them too if they just pursued me. But you have. You're a faithful servant. And I'm going to give you some keys. And it's going to unlock some valuable things. It's also going to unlock some secret things. Secret things. Let me say it like this then. Um, number four, write this down. The keys of the kingdom... The, 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 the keys that open up valuable and secret things. The keys of the kingdom represent authority, access, and aid. So Jesus is telling Peter, hey, Peter, you've confessed me as Lord. You, you fully and thoroughly believe in me. And I've got some keys to the kingdom for you. And there's, by the way, there's not one theologian that believes that that verse only holds to Peter. Every single one that I read, every single one, I'll say this applies to the church today. That God, for those who truly confess Jesus as Lord and pursue him and have repented of their sins and love him with all their hearts, that God is pleased to give us the kingdom and keys to the kingdom so that whatever we bind on earth is actually bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. See, the keys of the kingdom represent authority, access, and aid. Authority, access, and aid. Let me prove this to you. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17. 
The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Remember how he sent out the 72? So they come back to him. And he, by the way, he sent out the 72 and he gave them authority. And so now they're coming back and they're saying, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, like, duh, I, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now watch this, verse 19. I, Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome just a little bit of the power of the enemy. Oh, wait, that's not what that says, is it? No, but sometimes we believe that. Will I have just enough power to overcome just enough things in my life where I'll still serve and love Jesus and I'll still make it to heaven? No, that's not what that verse says. Jesus has given us authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy, all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you. Now, who has given us that authority? Jesus has given us authority. So actually, our authority then is under his authority. Our authority is under his authority. Without Jesus, I have no authority. Okay? So first of all, I can't take any credit for it. It's all Jesus. It's all his authority that he gives to me. See, the, the problem, though, is that, um, um, let me say it like this. In, in America, you've been trained to question authority and not to submit to it. We've said that, right? You've been trained to question authority and not submit to it. But in the kingdom of God, there's a matter of submission to his authority. And when we submit to his authority, he actually gives us authority. That's the way... It works. Can I, can I tell you, the most, the most powerful position on earth is under God's authority. That's the most powerful position on earth when you submit yourself to his authority. This is great teaching, by the way. I don't care what you say. People don't get this. The most powerful place, the most powerful position you could ever have is when you submit yourself to his authority. Discovering your authority is a key that unlocks things in your life. Discovering the authority that he has, but also the authority that he has given you, discovering, therefore, the, the authority that you have, unlocks some doors in your life. Valuable things and secret things are are going to come out, and they're going to be wonderful when you understand authority. Let, let me say it like this, then. This is my final note. I'm, I'm sidetracking here just for a second. People who understand authority prosper in the kingdom. People who understand authority prosper in the kingdom. Because Jesus said, when you pray, don't just pray. you got to pray in my name. That, 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 is, that is understanding his authority. And by the way, understanding the authority that you have in him. That his authority is now your authority. <laughs> Why? Because he has given it. it. It pleased him to give it to you. It's like, hey, Jesus is like, hey, I'm not the only one that has authority in this room. I've given it to you. Now you have authority to overcome what? 
all of the power of the enemy. I've given you that authority. (laughs) Oh, some of you aren't getting this. God loves us so much that when we submit ourselves to him, when we come to him and say, Father, reign in me, reign in me, he does. And he says, now I want you to reign in this life too. I, I, don't, I don't want you to be some, some weak son or daughter beaten by the, the enemy over and over. No, 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 no. You're my child. You're part of my royal family. The kingdom of God, power, the authority, and the rule of God is actually in you because I put it there. And as long as you surrender and submit to me, as long as you hold me to be the authority in your life, you're going to experience authority and you can be a person of authority in this world. New song. Some of you have never been taught that. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've never been taught that. Because you've missed out on some miracles that you were meant to experience. But you didn't know the authority that God has given you in Christ Jesus. Not by yourself. You don't have authority by yourself. I'm sorry. Some pastor, some, some Sunday school teacher never taught you the authority that you have in Jesus. That breaks my heart that you were never taught that you have authority in your life, that you don't have to lay down and take it from the enemy, that you can stand up being filled with faith and filled with the power and the authority and the rule of God, and you can take a stand against the enemy's schemes. That rings a bell. I think that's in the Bible somewhere, isn't it? Does that sound familiar? Now are you getting it? Now are you getting it? It's yours. It's yours. It's available. You just got to seek him. You got to pursue him. And then he's pleased to give it to you. So he said, I got to go back here. He said, I've given you authority. Nothing will harm you. Verse 20. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. He's like, hey, hey, you're going to experience something. You're going to experience power and the authority and the rule of God. And you're going to experience the miraculous. And you're going to experience victories in your life. But don't you dare start thinking it's you. Don't you dare do that. You stay humble. And you have to know where your authority comes from. And that if you are not surrendered to that authority, that authority will be taken from you. Because pride comes before all. See that? So who am I? I am a person of authority because of Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And you have to say that. Yeah, you have to say something similar. I am a person of authority because Jesus strengthens me. You see it? That's why we read those verses. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I've submitted my life to him. And he's given me keys to the kingdom. (laughs) Mm, Good stuff. So that, he's he's teaching this to the 72. He's like, hey, hey, just be happy. (laughs) You you guys are believers. Just know that it's, it's not really you. It's God in you. It's God in you. And at that time, verse 21, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have what? You have hidden 
these things from them, from, from, from the wise and the learned, and reveal them to little children. There, see, see, you got to know everybody. There are some hidden things that you only discover when you seek the Father, when you seek the Lord Jesus Christ. And, he's like, and, and Jesus is full of joy. He's like, I got these 72, and they're back now, and they, they understand the authority that they have because God is ruling and reigning in their life. And he's saying, hey, don't get, don't get prideful about it. Stay humble. But at the same point, he goes to the Father and said, God, you're so good. You're so good because you took those hidden things and you revealed it to these little children, these, these, these disciples who are very young in the faith. You revealed it to them. And, and that filled Jesus with joy. Like, like when, okay, cool. so when, when, you, when you get a key to the kingdom and all of a sudden you're, you're able to unlock a door, Jesus, hey, hey, God, Father, look, 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 he's using the key. He's using the key, God. You see it now? It just fills Jesus with joy that you would take the keys of the kingdom and use them for the glory of the Lord. He said, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned to reveal them to the little children. Yes, Father, this is what you were pleased to do. Oh, it brings them such great joy when you start using the keys of the kingdom, when you start living your life under the power and the authority and the rule of God, when you start living your life the way you were meant to live your life, as part of God's royal family. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So we have authority, but we also have access. How do we have access? In prayer, and I could give you so many scriptures about that, but in prayer, in faith, by using the name of Jesus, by praying under the authority of Jesus' name, you have access to the things that you need in this life in order to live the abundant life that God has promised you. So you have authority, you have access, and you have aid. And I'm going to end with this portion of Scripture in Matthew chapter 13, verse 52. And I usually never use the message, but I've got to use it on this verse because the other Scriptures say the same thing, but this one, he just says it in such a wonderful way. In Matthew 13, 52, out of the message, he said, he said, then you see how every student well-trained in God's kingdom is like the owner. So, so, so every Bible believer, every Christian, every true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is well-trained in the power and the authority and the rule of God, who under, let me say it like this way, every believer who understands who they are in Christ Jesus Everybody who understands that because we submit to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore his authority is also in us, his power, his authority and rule is within us, is like the owner of a general store who can put his hands on anything that you need, old or new, exactly when you need it. Like when you understand, isn't that a great verse? Isn't that a great verse? It, it means this. When you understand the power and the authority and the rule of God in your life, you've been given some keys that open up doors. And behind those doors are valuable things. It's the aid that you need. It's the help that you need. Exactly when you need it. Let, let, let me say it this way. 
aid then, the help that you need, the supply that you need, is already owned by the believer. You already own it. You already possess it. It's already been given to you because of the power and the authority and the rule of God. (laughs) Let me say it this way. Because I'm part of God's royal family, I have everything that I need. I'm not missing a thing. Now, whether I access those things through faith, that's a different story. I already have everything that I need. I already own it. The promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Those are mine. They belong to me because I belong to him. Now do you see it? I'm an heir of God and a co-heir with Christ Jesus. So everything in the kingdom, because I'm part of his royal family. Remember, the Bible is all about the king, his kingdom, and his royal family. So as a member of his royal family, I not only have access to the king, but everything that belongs to the king also belongs to me. (laughs) Oh, I wish I could teach this to you better. Lord, help me to teach this better. So what, what do you need? Well, I need healing. Well, it's yours. It was purchased by Christ on the cross. Well, I I need supply. I'm out of this. I'm out of that. I'm out of that. Well, doesn't the Bible say that he supplies all that we need? That he gives us all that we need according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus? That sounds to me like it already belongs to you. It already belongs to me, everything that I need. Well, I, I need strength. Well, those that wait upon the Lord, they'll renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. You'll run. You won't get tired. You'll walk, but you won't faint. You see it? All through the Bible. Well, what do you need? I promise you there's a promise for that. I promise you that there's a promise for that. And the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So what do we do? We pursue the kingdom of God. The first part of that is repenting. We turn our back on the things of this world. We, tr- we, we stop trying to keep one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the kingdom of this world. If you haven't done that as of yet, you need to go all in with God. Go all in. So you pursue him. And as you're pursuing him, he's pleased to do something. He's pleased to give you the kingdom. He's pleased to give you his power, his authority, and his rule. Even to the point where he says, the kingdom of God is within you. I've placed it within you. So then what do you do? By faith, we take the keys that he gives us and we start unlocking some doors to valuable things, to things that are hidden to others, but they'll be given to us because we, we live by faith. So you got to take those keys and use them to unlock some things in your life. That's done in faith. That's how we live. We live by faith. And then, as we do that, you'll understand 
the authority that you have in Christ Jesus, you'll understand that all of the promises that he gives truly are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, that you are the owner of those promises. You own them. They're already in your possession. You just got to unlock them. You just got to go in there and get them. But what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? It's already yours. Just believe the Lord for it. Thank him for it. Rejoice because of it. And see what the Lord would do in your life. Tonight is the altar call. At six o'clock, we're gonna get in here and we're gonna seek the Lord for an hour. As, as these 21 days of prayer and fasting come to an end, we're gonna seek the Lord together at 6 p.m. Don't you dare miss it. Don't miss it. I, I'm telling you, this place will be filled with people seeking the Lord. I promise you that. You're not gonna be by yourself. Just be here tonight at six o'clock, just for one hour. We're gonna seek the Lord together. And I believe God is going to do the miraculous tonight as we gather in his name, as we seek the kingdom of God first. He's going to do miraculous things and you're going to discover the power and the authority and the rule of God in you. And you're going to walk away from here a different person. I promise you that. Get ready for it. Be here tonight. But we're still going to pray, of course, right now. Let's stand up together. Would you bow your heads with me and just kind of open up your hands toward, toward heaven just as an act of receiving. And I'm going to speak a blessing over you this morning and then we'll, we'll be done until tonight. Heavenly Father, we seek your kingdom and your righteousness knowing that you'll take care of the rest. Lord, I pray for every person in this room that they would seek you like never before. And Lord, as we open up our hands toward heaven, that you would fill us with your power, your authority, and your rule. Let us be kingdom-minded. Let us walk with the authority that you've called us to walk in. Let us believe for the things that you've called us to believe for. Lord, there are keys to the kingdom that we have not been using because we have not understood. Reveal those things to us, Lord as we pursue you, as we study your word, as we spend time with you, Father, I pray that you would not only give us the keys of the kingdom, but Father, you would reveal what they are for, that we could use them correctly at just the right time. And we know that those things will open up valuable things in our lives, secret things in our lives that many people don't see, don't even know about. But they're things that you know about, and they're good things. Because we're reminded, Lord, that every good and perfect thing comes down from you, the Father of lights. Lord, we know that you're not going to give us anything bad, but it's going to be beneficial to us, 
to our family, to our church, to our community, to this world. And we thank you for it and declare those things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a part in what God is doing in your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to www.new-song-church.com backslash next steps. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.